Firecast, a podcast from MDM Publishing, brought to you in association with Asia Pacific Fire Magazine, focusing on disaster management, fire protection, and the fire service. It's Firecast time again, and we're in for a really interesting few minutes as we learn about how a product from one industry has been successfully reimagined for firefighters. I'm Paul Hudson, and my guest today is Michael Norman, Director, International Sales and Marketing at Gradle. We'll be talking about the Gradle FA in the company of Michael and also Duncan White, who's group editor of MDM Publishing. But before we get on to Gradle FA, Michael, could you give me some background on Gradle as a company? Well, thank you. And and obviously, thanks for inviting us to be here and to talk about the FA50 product line. Gradle has been around for 75 years. We initially started the company with telescoping boom excavators. And you really have to go back into the early 40s to where we had a Cleveland contractor who had lost a lot of guys to World War II. So he was trying to do a lot of road work and ditch work and all that sort of stuff. So he was out of the workforce. So he needed to design a product that was going to enable him to keep working. So he invented an upper structure with a tilting telescoping boom. It was actually the first hydraulic excavator ever made in the U.S., and he mounted it on a Lynn half-track. And this wasn't a new Lynn half-track. This was a 25-year-old Lynn. He was operating three or four of these around the Cleveland area. And Warner and Swayze, who was a big machine tool company back in the day, they had saw these units working around Cleveland. So they contacted them and they bought the rights to build what is now Great all excavators. So that product line moved from Cleveland in the late 40s to New Philadelphia, Ohio, where it is right now. So we have about 450,000 square feet under roof, a little over 300 employees. And we manufacture all three product lines here, Great All, Vac All, and the FA product line here in New Philadelphia, Ohio. So how did you transition that excavator boom into a firefighting tool? Well, initially what had happened with this is there was a gentleman down in Texas. His name was David Lancaster. And there was a fire in a McDonald's. The firefighters went in to fight the fire and the fire weakened the roof. And then the roof fell in on the firefighters. So he said, this is crazy. This is just a waste of life for really no good reason. So the process was that he had saw our highway speed excavators working around the Houston area, and he contacted our dealer. We had sat down with him, and then we started to work out how we were going to make this product. And we initially felt that we could do it on our highway speed chassis. Well, that really didn't work out. So we then developed what is truly manufactured today, which is a torque box, outriggers, and boom. From our long history in the construction equipment industry, we knew the boom could be strong enough and tough enough to ventilate roofs and sidewalls. We then used his piercing head and created a boom that worked on that torque box. So with our ability to telescope in and out, and then also to tilt the boom 220 uh, degrees, it was a natural fit for being able to ventilate either roofs or sidewalls for this product line. So it sounds 
fantastic but always when you transition from one industry to another there must be sort of regulatory issues and standards issues you face did you encounter any problems or issues during the introduction of that fa50 into the market uh, yes we did we actually have volunteer firefighters in our engineering group here so initially we had used them and then when we had figured out that the uh, FA-50 wasn't going to be able to work on our chassis, we had partnered with a U.S. fire truck manufacturer. And we really leaned on them to give us that insight as far as what we have to do in order to make those fire industry regulations. So they were an initial help for us in order to make that product what we have now that's introduced to the U.S. market and the international market. And you talked about that tragedy in the McDonald's in Houston, and it must have needed quite a significant reach on the boom. So what sort of reach do you have and how can that assist the firefighters? Well, we make two models. We make the FA-50 and we make the FA-70. The FA-50 has the ability to reach up about 49 feet high, and then the FA-70 has a reach of 65 feet. So the true application for this is having the fire truck have the ability to pull up to the side of the building and then reach out and vent the roof or the sidewall. So with that capability, that's how we achieve being able to fight that fire. And the fifth man fire piercing head. Tell me about that and what are its capabilities, please, Michael? This was developed by David Lancaster with this process of fighting the fires that he had patented. He is also a gentleman that owns a machine tool company down in Texas. So he basically takes a piece of stainless steel and he makes the FA-50 piercing head. So it has 52 recessed nozzles on it and we can flow up to 1500 gallons a minute at 120 PSI. But what's really nice about it is it creates a broken stream. So as that water is going through that nozzle, it aerates the water as well. So we can also use class A and class B foam through the head as well. And it really creates a huge blanket of foam. This is fantastic stuff. So what kind of materials and structures are the FA models capable of venting and piercing? Really, we can go through any type of metal that's around three centimeters thick. We can also go through reinforced concrete that's about four inches thick. Anything more than that, when you're talking about trying to pound through a structure four or five or six stories high and have the ability to create enough force, you really have to do a lot of pounding. We would rather not do a whole lot of pounding because once you start pounding on a structure like that, you're going to do a lot of damage. You're going to cave in walls and you know all of that sort of stuff. So the reality of it is, is we can go through wood, metal, all of that sort of stuff. But really, when it comes to reinforced concrete, it's really about four inches thick or so. And that's what we really see in a lot of the roofing systems. So apart from the penetrating nozzle application, Michael, is there any other application that it can turn its hand to? Uh, yes, actually, our ability to lift. We have the ability to lift uh, 6,100 pounds. 
So if you're pulling up on a scene and maybe there's a car that's on someone, you could lift that car up and pull that person out. Um, Maybe there's a structure where a wall has fallen in on somebody and you need to remove a big piece of wall off of someone. You can latch onto that and then take that off of the person. And there could even be an application to where you have a firefighter that is in a structure and they need to get out of it but they're in a third floor, fourth floor window, and they're trying to get out. And the easiest way is to put that boom up there and they can latch on to the attachment adapter and be safely lowered to the ground. So that's another application that we really see being very useful. That's pretty good. I'm trying to write down some some ideas of questions while you're talking here, Michael. I'm trying to kind of ask the questions that that a buyer is going to want to ask. And I'm just thinking about control systems. What kind of control system do uh, the FA machines use? We use an HBC wireless operating system. It's a belly pack. It has joysticks. It has switches. So that firefighter can go around the site, go around the building, look at the fire truck, make sure the fire truck is placed right, and then operate the entire outrigger system, boom, everything. So with that ability, he has a lot of flexibility, even if he wants to be higher and look down or working at ground level. We have about a 200-foot range on the belly pack. So we use this belly pack also in our industrial applications here at Great All in the steel mill industry. So it's been a very proven system, and HBC is a great supplier of ours as well. If by chance there was an issue with the belly pack, you can go to each control valve and manually operate those functions. So if you're in a situation to where you need to get that the heck out of the way, you can go there, bring the outriggers up, bring them in, stow the boom, and then back the fire truck out. And talking of the fire truck, what are the chassis requirements to mount an FA unit? Well, that really depends country by country, to be honest with you. You're looking at different bridge laws, different axle weights, all of that sort of stuff. So initially, we tried to sell a custom U.S. fire truck into the international industry. It worked initially until those trucks needed service, and that fell apart. That U.S. fire truck manufacturer didn't have the ability to service that product internationally. So that's when we opened it up to all fire truck manufacturers worldwide. So we really count on those local fire truck manufacturers to know the local truck specs, actual specs, and our engineering group works with their engineering group to determine the proper spot on the chassis and all of that. And that also gives us the ability to have that local support for that chassis and also that fire truck body. So we can support the FA-50 internationally because we also have a network of dealers internationally as well. Supporting that chassis and that body, we really want to use that local fire truck manufacturer. So when you talk about internationally, where is your customer base at the moment located and how many of the FA product line are with active fire departments around the world? We have 51 units currently operating and we have units in Turkey, in China, in Vietnam, Indonesia, South Korea, Dubai, Thailand, Egypt and Qatar. 
All of these units were sold through local fire truck manufacturers, and they are working very well. Now, I also want to state that this isn't a unit for every fire. You're not going to roll this up on a scene to put out a kitchen fire. So this is a very specific use fire truck for very specific applications. But we are now working with a fire truck manufacturer in India to try to open up that market. And I have a manufacturer's rep in Canada right now that is working on calling all the fire truck manufacturers in Canada. We still have the hope of selling units in the U.S., We are right now trying to focus on certain industries like petrochem to where the kind of trend here in the U.S. is those petrochem companies, they end up buying fire trucks for the local volunteer fire department. And those departments sit outside of their offices. So when they do need to truck, it's right there for that use. So right now we're kind of hoping that we can maybe even produce our first complete fire truck for the U.S. and sell a complete unit ourselves to those specific industries. Okay, Michael, let's bring in Duncan White, group editor of MDM Publishing. Duncan sits in on the vast majority of the uh, firecasts that we produce here. And Duncan, this is... One of the most fascinating things that I've talked about on the Firecast, the idea of taking a product from one industry and putting it into the fire industry. What's your reaction to it? Yeah, I think what we're seeing here is ingenuity at its best. And and one of the things that firefighters are particularly good at is coming up with innovative solutions to issues that they need to solve. And it's great to see companies like Gradle working alongside these firefighters that have got this wealth of knowledge and understanding to bring a product uh, to the market. I want to pick up on one bit that Michael said, which I think is key to success, which they've now realized, is that fire departments across the world have got great relationships with their normal truck manufacturers. And by linking in with these manufacturers and offering the Gradle FA as part of an existing truck chassis will also ensure that the client, i.e. the fire department, has got the ability to continue to work with their trusted partner when it comes to servicing and that relationship. But it also then got the ability to call upon the whole of the Gradle service network when it comes to dealing with any maintenance issues on the F8. So I think there's a perfect balance there that seeing that existing relationship pitching in with the new relationship that's going to build greater trust going forward. So Yeah, I think it's a great initiative, great product, and I'm just amazed that there's none been sold into the US, but perhaps on my travels, I'll uh, have to educate a few of my American counterparts to open their eyes a little bit. Thanks, Duncan. Couldn't agree more. So, Michael, before we go, uh, anything else that I've missed asking you in our chat today? What I would like to touch on is, and it was something that we have met from the beginning of this, there's a perception that we're trying to take away firefighter jobs. And that is furthest from the truth. We really are developing this product to enable firefighters to do their jobs safely. And that perception, I would like to at least have a platform here to say, please take a look at this product because I understand that you have to go into a burning building to save people. I mean, obviously, these men and women do a fantastic job of that. But when you pull up on a fire and you know that that building is empty, 
why risk your life and your coworkers' lives to go in and save brick and mortar? And that's where this FA product line needs to be able to be placed in fire departments in those applications. So those firefighters can fight the fire from outside, can use our product to vent the roofs, vent the sidewalls, and to keep them obviously at a safe distance. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, we want them to go home to see their families and friends and be safe. And Duncan, you've been at the sharp end. You've been a firefighter going into fires. Surely the last thing you want to do is go into a fire if you don't have to. Exactly. And I think that everything that Michael said there is totally true. One of the big issues is maintaining jobs. And there is a great tradition within the fire service that firefighters work better than machinery. But uh, as you say, I started my career as a firefighter before uh, moving up the ranks and then being responsible for the safety of those firefighters going into uh, these premises. And to be totally honest with you, we shouldn't be putting firefighters or any of our staff into any buildings that are already lost or any buildings where there's no people at risk. That still continues around the world today where there are unnecessary risks being taken. Um, Some fire departments see it as a badge of honor to get firefighters into fires to be seen to be putting the fire out. However, like Michael said, it should be about everybody goes home. There's nothing worse than uh, being sat on a fire truck, riding back to the station with one of those seats empty. We need to start thinking of firefighter safety. We should be thinking about the uh, 343 members of the New York City Fire Department that didn't go home at 9-11 and mm. say that wherever we can, let's, let's ensure that things like firefighter fatalities are reducing year on year. I'm into that. Michael Norman is Director, International Sales and Marketing at Gradle, and Duncan White is Group Editor of MDM Publishing, and they've been my guests on the Firecast today, and it's been a fantastic conversation as we've learned so much about Gradle FA and the fantastic things it can do to help put out fires and keep firefighters safe. That's it for this Firecast. Thank you ever so much for listening, and we'll join you again soon. Firecast is produced and presented by Paul Hutton and is an MDM publishing podcast in association with Asia Pacific Fire magazine.